If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Recorded live. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for your many blessings in which you have bestowed upon us, Lord. There is no God like you, not in heaven and not in earth. You are the only true, wise, and holy God. And for that, we magnify your name. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, health, and strength, Father. Thank you, Father God, for the gift of salvation. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you, Father, for the baptism of Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We ask now, Father God, that as we prepare for our study tonight, Father, that you would give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, endow us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father God, that at the end of our study, Father God, that you would get all the honor and all the glory. And for this, we'll give you all the praise. We give you all the thanks. But it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, good evening and welcome to our study tonight. Um, those of you that are joining us, it is a blessing that you have taken the time to join us and um, pray that you had an awesome um, day in worship on yesterday, Sunday, and looking forward for a great week this week. Um, Water welcome New York, Mississippi, and Florida in the house tonight, and while we're waiting on the others to join us tonight, I just want to um, remind you that this is a external ministry of FAZAM, that is Faith Chapel Zenith Apostolic Ministry, and we are one church in two locations. Our headquarters is 1119 Joseph Avenue, Rochester, New York. Our zip code of this, 14621, and our presiding bishop, Samuel White, Jr., is our senior pastor. You may contact that church at 585-270-4861 for all of the service information. Um, our second location is in Midville, Georgia, 304 Murphy Street, Midville, Georgia, and uh, we have two sets of service at the present time, Sunday morning at 9.30 and Tuesday at 7 p.m. Also, these services um, are Bible study online. You can join us every Monday and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Again, blessing on you. Thank you for joining us. And um, we look forward in having an awesome time in the Word tonight. Amen. We um, were studying on last week about contending for the faith, and I felt that we have exhausted that very well. We have done two nights of that um, last week, Monday and Wednesday, and it was 
I think we have done exhausted that. So we're going to move on into another area of our study tonight. We will be talking about um, possession, possessing your possession, possessing your possession. And it's simply saying ownership, taking ownership of the ministry that you're in or ownership of what God has, where God has placed you. And there are, <clears throat> there are several scripture texts in which we will use tonight. Hopefully you can hear me well. I'm having a little technical difficulties, but um, if you can hear me out there, um, you can signify by saying amen. Amen. That's one. Amen. Okay. All right. Well, amen. I think Florida and New York said something. So um, I guess the rest of the saints can hear me as well. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go into the book of Ruth, um, into the book of Ruth, and we're going to see what the Lord has for us tonight. The Book of Ruth. That's one of those other little small books. Um, have four chapters. Four chapters. Um, it should be pretty easy to find. Um, it's right after Judges, after um, for before First Samuel. Okay, right after Judges and before First Samuel. And we're talking about possessing our possessions. Okay, possessing our possession. I think most Christians today has a tendency of living beneath their privilege. Um, we, most of us, we feel that as long as we could quote a little scripture and uh, um, sing a little song and pray a prayer and um, maybe preach a sermon that we have it made and we don't go for anything else. We just settle in and settle down, but I just want you to know that there is more than just um, being able to quote a little scripture and being able to um, um, sing and preach and all that stuff. You have to possess some things. Um, The same way you have to contend for the faith, um, you have to uh, uh, possess your possession. And you, it's it's not on rental. You should not live in a way does it? Oh, any it can be taken away from you at any time. Ownership, take ownership on it and put it to work. So um, let us look in the book of Ruth and see how we could fit that in there. Um, and we will go to chapter one. I'll give you a quick outline of the book of Ruth in case if you want to study it in the future. Um, um, chapter one deals with. Um, the land of Moab, the land of Moab, and we all know what the word Moab means. The word Moab means wash pot or behind God's back, wash pot. So Moab, is, uh, the Moabites were people who were considered to be um, 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 heathens and um, pagans. So it's known as wash pot. Um, the meaning of Moab is watched part or behind God's bank. In chapter 2, um, it covers the field of Boaz. Um, um, and we, we probably will talk a little bit about that tonight. 
or the field of Boaz. Um, in chapter 3, it's the, um, the threshing floor of Boaz. It's, it's where he actually um, gained all of his harvest and his threshing floor. Okay. And um, chapter 4 um, deals again with Boaz's home, you know, the heart and home of Boaz. Um, we, we're not going to get into all of that tonight, but that's just an outline. We're going to look from chapter 1 and see what we can cover. This is an interesting um, book. This is a very interesting book. Um, when you look in verse 1, in verse 1, and um, we'll probably we get as far as verse 3 or 4, maybe 6. Um, um, Elder, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, can you go ahead, please, and um, read for us, sir? What would you like me to stop, sir? Um, start from verse 1, and I'll kind of tell you when to stop there. Yes, sir. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech and Naomi's husband, excuse me, Elimelech and Naomi's husband died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the woman of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also both of them. And the woman was left of their two sons and her husband. Okay, let let's let's stop there. Okay, let's 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 bounce up to verse one. Um there's a couple of things I want us to pull out of that. And while doing this, think about um, how we build in this study on possessing your possession. Um, think about that. Okay. Um, don't don't let it just be a, a story page for you, okay? It said, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a, a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem went, down, went to sojourn, in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, um, the first thing we need to pick out here, and I want you to build, if you have a pen and paper, write this down. Um, number one, um, Bethlehem. Bethlehem uh, means house of bread, house of bread or the house of God that produces bread. So in you could just say the house of bread. Bethlehem in the house of bread. And Judah means praise. So when we have the house of bread um, and we have praise, so we have praise in the house of God or bread um, in the house of God with praises. So the house of bread and praise. There's another word that we're going to build our study from there says sojourn. Sojourn means not to stay for long. It's 
they went to sojourn in the country of Moab means that they didn't go there to stay. They just went there for a short period of time to return, okay? Um, and then the, the word Moab means behind God back or wash pot. So now we have a couple of things here we want to work with. One, we have the house of God with bread, or bread is in the house of God, and and then praise is, is in the house of God. But something took place. Something happened here. Number one, the first thing that happened is that famine was in the land. And so you could use this in a natural sense, or you can use it in a spiritual sense. Since we uh, are spiritual people, let us take it spiritually. Uh, famine simply here is referring to the lack of the word of God, the lack of the bread represent the word of God, the lack of the word of God in the house of God, the lack of the bread, the lack of praise, the lack of worship in the house of God. So now if you look at the natural side, there was no corn, there was no no barley, there was no nothing to harvest. So a famine hit the land. And so now they had to leave God's house, leave God's place, and go to a land of the heathens. And we kind of see that in a in a, in a um, in symbolic to the church today. A lot of people actually leave the house of God, or leave where the Word of God has been taught, and end up going places where there is um, there shouldn't be um, land of heathen, the land of of um, pagans. Um, so. When you when you look at this, you're looking at number one, a church that has been um, called by God, um, provide all of the um, ingredients has been provided by God, um, but people have become laxadays, have become um, complacent, and they are no longer now. Um, doing the things that they're supposed to do. Praises are no longer effective. Preaching is no longer effective. I happened to um, speak with a, um, a man of God a couple of days ago, and he said to me that um, 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 there's a place that, um, in his place where he's at, worshiping, that the pastor's preaching, but there is no, no one is listening to him. Um, they he is preaching every Sunday, but no one is following him. So I said, what, what could be wrong? He said, because of the integrity which has been compromised, because of the um, um, the standard which has been broken down, um, pe- people are no longer listening. And so as a result, people are moving and going elsewhere. But these people are supposed to be people of Christian standard. But they're going to faith or or that are not of Christian standard. Example like the Muslims and to the Mormons in different places, and they feel that they are being helped there because people are now catering to their needs. This is what was happening in this sense with Elimelech and um, um, Naomi, okay, and her, and their two sons. So um, let let's back up here. In the house of God, God houses to provide 
the necessary um, resources that would cause individuals to grow, um, would cause them to um, um, advance in the ministry. Um, but if these things are not being provided, if the Word of God is not provided, if if counseling and leadership is not being provided, people would die. And 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 if and if they don't die, actually, if if they don't leave, they will sit right there and die. Okay. Um, so, but here, this family decided they're going to leave and go someplace else. How awful it is to leave a place where God actually was um, producing and where God actually was um, um, providing for you. You have bread, you have praises, and some conflict takes place. Now you leave and you're going. What do you think will happen when you get into the foreign lands? What do you think will take place? And you get into foreign lands. Well, number one, you're gonna to have to you will compromise unless you are actually settled and 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 sold out to God. You will not compromise. Um, think about that. Um, so, eliminate the the word eliminate. Okay, um, means my God is king. Okay, the word eliminate. This is in in verse. I jump forward up in verse two. It says, and the name of the man was Elimelech, means my God is king, okay, or the king is my God. Can you can you see what's happening here? Um, in the house of God, in the house of God, bread has been provided, praises has taken place. The true God is in the house, is in the ministry, okay, and we allow conflicts to take place cause us to leave where we are or cause the morale to be broken down or cause um, leadership to be taunted or cause um, standards to be destroyed, um, foundation to be shattered, and now we are settling for anything, okay? But you have everything. God has blessed you with everything you need. You have the bread. You have the place of worship. You have the leadership. Elimelech means my God is king, or the king is my God. Now, um, Naomi, Naomi means um, pleasant or beautiful, okay? means pleasant or beautiful. Good worship, pleasant praise, um, the le- good leadership. And I'm trying to go through some of these stuff before we get in the meat of this study. Good leadership, um, um, good praise, um, um, and good worship. What else do we need? What do we need um, in ministries? If we have all of these things in place, what else do we need in ministry? Why is it that we mix our ministry with um, the things of the world, um, all of the hype of the world? Why do we mix our ministry with um, external um, uses such as um, I, I I spoke with another guy and he said that uh, well you know if you can't get them if you can't get people in church one way then you have to go at them another way whichever way the world is offering and if it's working for the church you can use it I think that is a cop out um, because number one God will not use the things of this world to advance His kingdom to build His kingdom He will not use um, fleshy 
praise and fleshy um, games and and um, a lot of of this you know games that is set up in churches today. Um, God will not use those things to build His ministry or to build His Amen. work. Okay, He He is God all by Himself, and He would He He uses His His methods and not the methods of the world. Um, I want to pause for a second, and because I'm having problem here with my technical, um, with my technical, um, um, with my computer here. Um, I hope I have not lost you off offline. Uh, you guys are still there. Amen. Still here. Okay. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you. Okay. I am having a little technical problem. You just give me a second. I'm trying to work with it here, and it's, um, but we will get it. We will get it. Okay. All right. Um, so again. Um, does anyone want to fill in anything in that area with those pointers that give it a limelage, um, the meaning of a limelage, and compare it to the church today? Um, any anything that you can see inside your ministry that maybe um, standards have been changed because of, and you could fill in because of, um, or um, the word of God has not been preached because of, or people are leaving ministry because of. Um, those three things, would anyone like to fill in on those areas, please? No? Nobody? I am sure, I'm sure, I'm sure um, LDU is going to say something. Uh, listen, this is after you teach us tonight. You what, sir? I said, I'm listening. You're teaching tonight. Oh, you're listening. Yeah, okay. Uh, Anyone else no. wish to share in or add into that? Well, I think that the reason why the Word of God is being, like, backed away from, the reason why the standards are being broken down is because people in the church are now more concerned with getting members and maybe getting money, stuff like that, instead of actually being focused on what God wants them to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. So instead of being action, they are numbers oriented. <laughs> Amen. I that's that's a good point. Amen. Can I add something? Yes. I just, um, earlier today, um, I was on Facebook, and I, I don't really post too much, but I look at things and I like things, but I just saw so many things that really bothered me with from church people. So I, I did post something today, and the question was, what is the world saying about the church because of you? Wow. What is the world saying about the church because of you? Not because of anything else or anybody else, but because of our lives. What is mm. the world saying? And someone did comment and they said pretty much that they're no different we're no different from them and they're no different from us. And that's so much that's so true. We have let down our standards 
so mm. much until you can't tell who's who anymore. You can't really tell who's who. You have the, the, the women of God looking like street women. Wow. And you touched on this last week um, about standard and, and looking like you are a, a woman or a man of God. And um, we, we just, we've, we've lost it. We've really lost it. And you said something earlier how the pastor, one uh, pastor said to you, well, we just want to do what's going to, you know, keep people or catch people. That, it doesn't work. It does not work. We've lost the standard trying to catch and keep people. Instead of just living the life, living Jesus, not talking about Jesus and preaching about Jesus, but preaching Jesus and living Jesus. We've, We've lost it. We've lost it. And it's only a few people left that's still standing and holding up the bloodstained banner. Banner. It's only a few people left. Wow. Wow. Amen. I concur with that. And uh, I tell you, that's a lot to bounce off from. Okay, a whole lot to bounce off from. And the other caller, the other who responded, is that the standard had been broken down because people are looking now for membership and to get money. Okay. Um, and and what you said is so it is so true. I remember a conversation that I had a couple of nights ago with um with my wife and we were talking about um the church. We act at this present time we are um building on the temple and I said to her, you know, I could really see why so many people really believe that the church belongs to them because um they go to the church every day and they work hard and once they finish working they think it belongs to them and all the money they put into it and so they call it their church and it's no longer God's house, it's no longer God's church. So all of these are things that causes the um people to leave ministries and and going to foreign lands, foreign ministries, foreign teaching. Um people yes, people have making Family members are running churches, which is actually a shame. Um, the church is not really made for family members to run it. it is, if family members are in the church and they are um, working in God, of course they should be in the ministry. But if they are not working in God and they're not committed to God, they should never be a part of ministries, running ministries. That costs um, spiritual people, those who are working in God, to want to leave and go away walk away. So all of these are little elements that I want us to kind of build tonight or put in. And I want you to see that God, you know, sometimes we teach and we teach one side what is happening. Um, whenever there is a problem, like I've told you all in the past, you you identify the problems, then you come up with a solution to solve the problem. Then you make application of the solution. Don't just know that there is a problem. We have to not just study the Word of God, uh, but become um, partakers of the Word of God. Possessors, we possessing our possession. We have to, we have to ensure that after we have done studying this Word, um, that it now become a part of us. If for some reason 
you are reading or studying the Word of God and you don't see Jesus Christ in the scriptures, in the shadows of what you're reading, and you don't see uh, it's, you haven't been challenged to change some things, then you need to study again or to read again. Something is missing. Okay, so again, thank you all for the, for responding and to it. Um, yes, there are a lot of people who actually have changed the standard of God just because we want more members, we want more money, we want we have worked on the building ourselves. Every day, uh, I myself, you know, and there's others that God give, but I go to the temple and I work on it maybe from 9, 10 a.m. in the morning until evening. And I, you know, sometimes I am exhausted and tired. But it's still not my building. It is not my church. You know, it's God's building going to be used for his church to be placed in. We are the church, and God is you will use that to place his church in, the temple in. The, and so if I would think that it is my place, Okay, then the spirit of self-righteousness would come up. And once the spirit of self-righteousness is up there, then, of course, it's going to affect individuals, it's going to affect people. Okay. Well, so I, I thought that was um, a good response from Saints, and thank you. Are there any other response before we go on? Before we go on, I would like to make this uh, um, observation. You know, I want to voice it, rather. Uh, it seems that in some of the ministries that we go into, uh, some of the leadership there is uh, so high and mighty. you got these people there, and uh, they are speaking to you and everything, you know, um, just reading the scriptures and preaching and whatever. But if you want to try to approach them just to say hello, maybe at the end of the service, no, you can't touch them. You're not supposed to go near them. You know, they're just so high and and mighty, so lofty. Wow, and, yeah. And that causes some people to want to, to get away. And yeah. I know of, I've been around quite a bit to into different ministries, and uh, there are some who talk down to people. You know, maybe you are not dressed a certain way or whatever the case may be. So it seems as if you're not quite good enough, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to be in the midst of these people. Mm. So that, that makes people feel bad, and it causes some of them to just say, well, there's no point in coming here to this church because these people think they're so much better than we are. Wow. Wow. And it seems that some of them, now I'm telling you the truth, it seems, okay, now they know us. They've seen us. They've watched us grow in the Lord. They know, you know, that, that the Holy Spirit is within us too. But, yes, we just got a little more Holy Ghost than you all have, and we just don't associate with you. Can <laughs> <laughs> I add on to that? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm with I'm with sister, you know. Say again. Because when I when I I go back to church every now and then I've been. Yeah. 
and then when, when it's time, like, going to service or word or whatnot, word is like falling. So, about the their lifestyle and whatnot, they're not trying to bring them back to, you know, the church or whatever with love. They're trying to do the best, try the best, you know? So, I, I told you, Amen. Um, your phone is fading out on me. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, can you hear? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Excellent. Yes. Okay. I was saying that when when we tend to go to leave church for a while and we come back. It seems that the 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 leadership or either the people that on the committee or whatnot, they try to slander the ones that that come there to get you know help or whatever or want to be helped or you know want to know about Jesus. And it seems that we can't focus on the word because of people slandering or have something to say, like, why are you not in church? Why you didn't come to church or whatnot? It just seems that the the head of the church, the shepherd, doesn't have a word to say when it comes to his people in church trying to push the others back that need, that really want to know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and it's a lack, it's also a lack of um, experience and a lack of um good quality leadership. We have there are different styles of leadership and um, um when you happen to find a a God sent man um or um that are filled with quality leadership, you, you wanna latch on to it and hold on to it. Uh, or a woman of God that are filled with the Spirit of God, uh, you want to latch and hold on to it because um there is I, I think earlier the other callers started um, responding said that there's not much of us that are left. Much of those are left are there with the leadership quality. And if someone were to um, walk away from the church or had left, um, depart from the church and return back to the church, um, it put me in and remind me of the prodigal son. Okay, mm-hmm. um, When he came back, um, the father didn't, beat him down or talk bad. Matter of fact, the father went uh, um, and and did more than he, they thought he would do. He had a party and a, a welcoming party and, and um, killed the best, you know, to to welcome him back. And um, this is my son, which was lost, but now is found, you know, and on and on and on and on. But we, um, leadership don't do that today because um, they feel that we had left them. And it wasn't about God, you know. Um, it's, it's God's house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I don't condone us um, members um, of followers or Christians to be in and out of fellowship, and and then they come back next week and they want to take right up where they left off from, or they've been gone for two, three months without a reason, without saying anything to leadership, and then they come back and they used to be ushering and they want to go right back on the post. Gosh, there used to be a, a Bible teacher. They want to go right back, and if they don't uh, um, get that position back to teach, 
they're going to cause problems and, and conflict and all. Of, I don't believe in that. I believe that if you have, if a person, um, and this is biblical matter of fact, you could go in Corinthians for this and and um, you'll see with church discipline. If a person has walked away from the church and um, if he or she comes back and um, um, if it was, first of all, if it was for sin and he or she repents and and um, confess their sins and repent, um, that person should be welcomed back into the fold, uh, into the membership fold. However, that person also must take a time, a period of time before he or she is placed back into a position um, that they were once in. I I believe that's protocol. Also, um, if it was not for sin, but they just decide they want to leave, and, uh, and they say to the pastor, you know, I'm, if they didn't say to the pastor first that they go in and they walk off and leave and the pastor is nowhere to go, when they return, the pastor could welcome them back, but I don't think it is feasible or right to place them back into a position that they were in. When others stayed there and waited and, you know, and, and carry on the ministry, that is not right. Now, if he or she had told, said something to the pastor, and the pastor knows of this, okay, um, you, you've gone away for a while and for good reasons, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, on the return back, um, if that position has not been filled, has not been filled, and I feel that, uh, and that person is still qualified, give or take now, it wasn't for sin or self-exaltation, it was for good reason to father himself or herself for the ministry, then yes, they should be, uh, should be fitted back. Um, those are some of the um, areas of leaving a ministry and returning back. Um, and I don't want to go too far about, onto that because we, there's something in this, in this teaching here that I want us to say about possessing our possession. Yes, sir. When, when, when Elimelech left um, Bethlehem of Judah, okay, um, he took his family to Moab. Million and Chilion. Million means sickness. Chilion means um, um, frail or weakness. So they were they had issues with them. These two boys had issues with them. <clears throat> in your life, there would be issues in your life. There would be there would be problems in your life. But um, if 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 a limelight is with you, if my God, if the King is with you, if God is with you. He would give you a way of escape. You would be able to deal with these things. This is practical. Um, this is practical um, Bible study. Okay, we're breaking it down in a practical way. God would give you the ability to overcome um, these sickness and these frailness and weakness. Okay, um, but you have to whether you uh, home. And and let's say I'm in Midville. Whether you're in Midville or you would leave Midville and go to Joy, I'm go to New York. You have to still maintain that same holiness. That I don't care where you go. And and this what was that? This what happened when these guys left Bethlehem of Judah and they went to Moab. They maintained the standard of Jehovah God. They didn't change. They didn't walk away, even though they died because of sickness and whatever. 
um, when they marry into the Moabites family, into um, Ruth and um, um, Ruth and Oprah, when they marry those, I believe that they taught them the Word of God. They um, the teaching that they received from their from their father, uh, they had to um, give that same teaching to their to their wives. And um, um, later on down, and if not tonight, when you read this whole read the whole story, you will see where um, that when when Elimelech died, or when 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 your provider died, when your when your caretaker is taken away from you, when your supporter is taken away from you, you ought to have something that you can lean on to. You ought to have something that you can. Um, um, it's just like you remember the 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 Hezekiah when when the Lord said, "Set your house in order, you should surely die." He had a mm-hmm. testimony that he could lean on to. Are you all with me tonight? He had a yeah. testimony that he could lean on to and pull back and said, "Okay, Lord, do you remember the days?" And God added fifteen more years to his life. Okay, mm-hmm. when 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 something is taken, you ought to have sufficient word inside of you. You may have to leave and go to India or to China or to Africa or someplace where that where Christianity is not practiced and Bibles are not allowed. But the, the, thy word have I hid in my heart, David said, that I may not sin against you. And he said, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. So it is very important for you to know that when you are in the house of God, and again, the, the other person who responded to our to tonight said that um, um, that um, if we stand, um, we have to stand. I think I think they said we have to stand for righteousness, and there's only a few left to stand. So if we are standing for righteousness inside our house, when we go across in foreign land. We will also stand for righteousness. We will not change because we are among the Moabites. We will not change because we are around the heathens. We would maintain. <laughs> we will maintain the standard of God. Um, are there any comments? Yes, sir, Apostle. Yes. Um, going back to the the first verse, it says there was a famine. In the land of Bethlehem, uh, to make it practical, we need to realize that even though we're saved and we're in the house of God, we're still going to be faced with issues. We're still going to be faced with financial problems. Very good. Sometimes yeah. there might be times where um, we may not have food, right? We may not have enough money to put food on the table. And there's some people who've been saved that came out of selling drugs, that came out of prostitution, that came out of, you know, gambling. And we have to realize that no matter what we are faced with, it's dangerous. You should never leave the house of God to go back because you said Moab is behind God's back. You should never go back to what you came out of or get away from God's presence because you're going to, because you're going to end up starving and dying without God if you don't check yourself. Amen. And, 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 and I think that's something, something um, very important 
I'd be a, it'd be a lie before before heaven to say just because we're saved we're not going to be faced with something. We're going to always be faced with something. But you said that Bethlehem means the house of bread, and Elimelech means my God is king. Well, if your God is king and you you're proclaiming that your God is king, then the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world that dwell there, the world and they that dwell there, and the Bible also says that He shall supply all my needs. So don't go back. And, and, mm. and associate yourself with evilness to mm. get what you think you have to get or to do mm. what you think you have to do to, to survive because the Bible says he will supply all your needs. All you have to do is act and it will be given unto you is what the scriptures say. Wow. Wow. I like that. Amen. Um, anyone else wish to add to that or respond off that? I believe that's why it's good to be um, under the right teaching because those are the tools that we as saints need to have when life happens because that's what it is. That's what the famine is. Life happens mm. when, when we don't have enough to pay our bills, when we don't have the food, when we don't have, when our bodies are wrecking mm. with pain. That's life. But, God, what what can I do to get through this and still be, you know, a child of God, still still worship you, still praise you, still give you glory? What can I do? It's so important to be in the right house with the right teaching to give us the tools to help us get through when life happens. Yes. Wow. That is awesome. Amen. That is awesome. Yes. Uh, are there, um, so what applications from these responses that we get, what application are we going to um, apply? What are we get, going to get, take from this? We just, we haven't, we have great inputs, but what applications are we going to take? What are we going to apply? Um, anybody want to give us a crack at it? What applications? Yes. Is that your yes. question? Yes. Well, and I'm um, I'm saying now that we know that we have to, um, it is right for us to be in a place where um, the right teaching is there. Um, we know that even though we're in the house of God, there's going to be famine, like the other um, minister said, and there's always going there will be problems. Um, how not we know this? How, what are we are? What are we supposed to do now, um, as men and women of God, or callers, or Bible students, hearers? What should be some of the applications? Well, the word itself, application, applies. With that, you stay with God because if we, if we could think about it and really look at it in reality, the world has a system also, and what is. What is promoting a lot of things that is going on in our churches is not God's system. It's the worldly system. And sometimes we are so cited on what the world system is about until we forget what the gospel mission is. You see, understand this. There was two particular men that we talk about, uh, the rich man and the poor man. The rich man, riches took him away from God. The poor man, being in poverty, draw him closer to God. 
So when we have the mind of Christ, even though we are going through, we must not focus on the world like the world see the world, but we must focus on God's word as God see the world. Because it could profit a man, and the Bible asks the question, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And we're living in this microwave age where people don't want to be still long enough for God to make them or mold them like the potter does the clay. And so when things come upon us, we compare where we are with what the world have, and then we miss sight on who God is in our lives. So I say stick with God. Whatever he's promised you, he will bring it to pass. Now, if God give us everything we're asking for right then, we couldn't handle it. But he knows how to bless us and give us what we need in the time that we really need it for. So I say to those of you that are listening, stay with God. Stay with God. The brother made some good good uh, uh, comments there. Don't leave God because of problem, because the Lord declared, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he didn't say you wouldn't leave him. So we got to stay with God, man, in spite of it. We got to stay with him. And uh, an apostle uh, 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 made known to the fact that this man was told, he was going, Hezekiah was told what was going to happen. The prophet gave him the message, said, you set your house in order. Mm-hmm. The prophet gave him the message. Isaiah gave him the message. But then God said, go back and tell him. Because mm. he, he, he had established a, a relationship, hallelujah, a relationship with God in his walking with God. Yes. And he had many ups and downs. But in all of that, he stayed and he did something to remind God of how he walked before him. And if you were to ask the question today, how many people are faithful when things are bad, when things are not going good? How many people sticks with, with God or with the ministry or with the church when things are not going good or things wow. are not well? How many? Because the moment we have a problem, we are ready to, to abandon the ship and then yes, come sir. back later on. When, mm-hmm. when the water has settled, then we want to come back and get on the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm learning, my friend. I'm learning. I'm hey. learning this. Hey. It's important to have some storms in your life. Mm-hmm. It is important to have some hurricanes come by sometime because all these things will shake whatever's in you. It's going to bring it out of you, and it's going to cause you to be a better person. Yeah. I'm going to leave that alone for right now. <laughs> my, my, my. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, uh, my bishop was teaching some years ago something called reference space. You were asking what can we, what application are we going to make? Mm-hmm. Reference space. Hezekiah had reference space. He knew wow. that God would do it. He knew that if he would just go back, if he would remind God of how faithful he was because God had done it. I'm sure God had done it before in different areas. So he knew about reference faith. We have to use reference faith. Whatever we're going through, he's brought us through something else if not that thing. He's brought us through. He's kept us. So when we're going through, we've got to continue to use reference faith. Lord, I know you've done it before. I know you've kept me before when I thought I was falling. You've lifted me up. You've done it. 
use reference space. There's a scripture for everything that we go through in our life. Amen. And that's why it's good to, to read the word. Because Amen. Because there's a scripture. There's an antidote for everything that we go through. And yes. for me, the application that I'm, I'm, I'm going to use and I'm using is the word of God. And I'm going to use faith. I'm going to give it back to God. I'm going to give his word back to him and know that he will deliver me because he's faithful. If he's, if he's nothing else, he's faithful. Mm. He's faithful. Amen. Pastor, if I can chime in? Yes. Um, um, a wise man told me, he said, um, and, it, and it applies to this um, lesson, he says, no man is your enemy, every man is your teacher. Because you can either learn what to do or what not to do. Um, the application, I believe, one, you read the word of God. And then reading the word of God, you learn to pray. You hit it on it earlier. You said Hezekiah, when Isaiah first delivered the message, the first thing he did was turn his face to the wall and he prayed. Um, that shows you that prayer changes things. When you have a communication with God, uh, there's power in your prayer. Things begin to change no matter what you're going through. You just got to know that when you ask of God, the Bible says anything in my Father's name that you ask, will I give you, will I do? And also if you look at Haggai, Abraham, and Sarah, when you step out of God's will to get what you want, there's going to always be a problem. And the and because of what he did going into Haggai to have his son, his firstborn son, he had to eventually banish his son from his house, and that's a problem. You're gonna always there's always there's gonna always be conflict when you step out of the will of God, and mm-hmm. I believe that the Bible will teach you what to do and also what not to do in order to make your way prosperous. So I, I would I would say as an application. Um, and I thank God for my leadership because he is always stressing the importance of prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. And I know you we've heard it so much coming up, but when you finally understand what prayer is and what it does, I believe that we'd be quicker to get on our knees and, um, and, and slower to move. And a lot of times that's what we do. We, we're so quick to move before we even – um, communicate with God first about the issue, or we'll move before, or we'll, or we'll pray, and then we'll move before God gives an answer. So I believe that we should pray and also wait for an answer from God. Amen. Well, let us uh, thank you, sir. Let us make these now relevant to us in our ministry. So the the bottom line here is that you are in the house of God. We are in God's house with quality leadership and the word of God being taught to us and praise and worship is going forth. Whenever there comes a, a famine or some side um, curve balls to us, we should not um, abandon the ship. We should um, we should um, go before God and, and Lord, what is the message in this? Um, what, what am I going, you know, why, why, why? What is the purpose? There got to be a message in this. So instead of walking off the ship and um, taking your coat like Peter did, he got his coat and and some people think he was going towards Jesus, but he was trying to get out of there um, <laughs> because no one swim with the coats on and stuff. But I leave that one alone. 
Um, but um, um, whenever you leave God, you're going to have trouble. Whenever you walk away from God, there's trouble coming your way. This family, Elimelech and, and Naomi, Million and Chilion, left the house of God and went someplace else. Trouble will hit them. Trouble, you, you can't get away from trouble when you walk away from God. Um, let's look at the third verse. The third verse. It said, And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and, he, and she was left her and her two sons. The first thing, God, will, when you walked away from God, his, his resources, his support, his blessings is going to be cut from you. You cannot, you cannot be in foreign land. You cannot be hypocritical. You cannot be self-centered. You cannot be um, um, carnal and expect to receive of God. Okay, you must be, God must be the center of your life. He must be the, the pilot of your life. He knows what you're going through. He understands. Yes, sir. So you, you cannot, you can't rush God. You can't make him do anything faster than he's going to do it. If uh, I know a lot of times we say, I've been in this ministry so long and nothing is happening. Let me say this. If, number one, if the word of God has been taught there in this true leadership, the word of God with true leadership, there is nothing you can do but submit to true leadership. Now, if there's no true leadership, the word of God has not been taught, and you're still there, then you're crucifying yourself, mm-hmm. bottom line. Okay? But if the word of God has been in its full effect, the leader is walking in an integrity, giving himself to God and, and a clean life, a good moral life, and filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, um, there would still be conflict. You ought to be praying for that leader. You ought to be praying for your ministry. You ought to be praying that God would um, um, send help to help in those areas. Some areas we may not be qualifying and cause problems. Okay, but if you walk away, you're heading for trouble. You're heading for trouble. God will, if God walk away from you, if he, a lot of us say we're trying to back on God, but that's another teaching. But um, trouble will come your way. He is no, if he cut you off, you're no longer there. Um, now you're going to have two things. Number one, you're going to have a sick child, two sickly children, that you're too sickly, two problems, two headaches, more headaches, more headaches, more headaches to deal with, to deal with. No one providing for you. No one is giving you, okay? And because you left God, you left what you had. A lot of people today, they try to get, go and get the education, and, and they put God on the back burner and oh I need to get my education first. I want this. It's good to get education. It's good to I gotta go to school. I am I and when I finish my classes I am tired. I can't I can't go to no church. I can't bother with that. God understands. So you putting God on the back burner. You and you and your interest is first. God will not take second place. He 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 will be first. He must be first in your life. I I love education, and anyone of them who knows that knows me, I love education. God has blessed me. I went to some of the finest schools there is, and I've, I've get 
some of the best degrees I need to get. But my my lover is Christ. My, the love of my life is doing the work of Christ, sold out and committed to Christ. Okay, I, I and I can understand the life of it. Men and women of God who say they are ministers, they have they they can't be the Bible study for a whole month, but they have to work overtime. They can't be in Sunday school because they have to work that Sunday morning shift. They they can't do this because of that and that, and 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 they're not growing in God. They have the basic, the elementary, leaving the principle of the doctrines of Jesus Christ, moving on to perfection. Um, the the principle is baptism. And laying on of hands, this is in Hebrews, if you want to know, okay, and laying on of hands, and I think Hebrews, the sixth chapter, for those of you who want to follow it. Paul said, leave the principle of the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and the laying of of hands, and baptism, and on and on, and let's move on to perfection. How are we going to move on to perfection when we're not in the, in, 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 in the place to receive from the Word of God? Let me say this Amen. to my brothers and sisters. If you happen to miss one service, one Bible study, and I know it happens with me, one Bible study, and I and, and you come back the next day or the next week, it seems like like um, you're so far behind. It's True. Like, oh, my God, what's happening That's here? Right. You know, True. Because you miss. It's, it's, you, 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 you was out of the presence of God too long. Yeah. Okay? You're out of the presence of and And the churches are... The Bible said it's a, it's a proceeding. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mother. It's proceeding. It is a moving thing. It's not structuralized. It's not in one place. You don't get one. You don't get a slice of bread and think you have the whole loaf. You you mm. you, you, you you have to. You have to continue getting. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, every, not one word, but every word, not one sentence, but every sentence that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's how we grow. That's how we live, okay? And we should not try to, um, uh, we should not walk away from God or else there's going to be trouble. So here it is in the third verse. Well, I told you that, you know, there, there's going to going to be trouble in, in their life because now they're in a far country. And so here comes, they have no relatives, no family, no Christian friends over there, no one to turn to, no prayer meeting. Um, so problem came. Elimelech died. God is taken away. Okay? It always happens when you walk away from God. Um, yes, sir. There is a sin unto death, my brothers and sisters, okay? Um, I do not know what the sin unto death for you may be, okay? But for Ananias and Sapphira, it was lying to the Holy Spirit. It might be you just staying away from from ministry and coming up against ministry or sowing mm-hmm. a discord in the ministry or, or actually um, um, criticizing leadership and pretending that you're part of it. You know, there's a sin unto death. Um, um, Elder, can you turn to First John chapter 5, verse 16, please? First John chapter 5, verse 16. Give me one second, sir. Yeah. Chapter 5, 16. Yes. I'm there, sir. 
Okay, um, read it for me. It reads, if any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. And I, I, I can't, okay, only you can do it. I can't pray for it, but only you can. You, you have, you know what the sin you have committed to God. A lot of times people say, um, pray for my unmentioned request. Unmentioned request. What am I praying for? What am I praying for? Let it be known. What, 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 why, why the unmentioned request? So why you come to me to ask to pray for you? Why, 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 why? Then just go to God and, and un, do the unmentioned request to him. But if God has leaders and people of there that you you trust and, and that are truly um, standing in the word of God, and you go to don't don't don't, don't play no Pentecostal um, hopscotch, uh, Pentecostal mm. games. Uh, just say what the problem is. You want deliverance. You want help in some areas. Say what the problem is. It's like it's like a a, a wife going to a pastor coming and saying, "I need you to pray for my 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 my, my husband. He he committed adultery. He's not he's he's not an adulteress." Um, he is an adulterer. He committed, so he is one. Don't 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 pacify it. Well, he he don't lie. He lied. You lied for him because he is he is a liar. He's a liar. So don't. Well, he just stretched the fruit. No. We have to be real about what we are doing in the house of God. We have to be real with our walk with God. Real with our relationship with God. Real with those that are around us, truthful with those around us. We should not make them believe that all is well when it is not well. If we see them sinning a sin that could cause their failure, we ought to go to that brother and that sister and we ought to share with them and express with them. We should not wait until they depart from the house of God and we say, I knew that was coming. I saw it in a vision. You didn't see nothing. You were just waiting for that person to leave. Hmm. Yeah. Just, 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 that's right. That's right. Just go to the brother, go to the sister, and 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 share with that. You are the brother. You are your brother's keeper. You are your sister keeper. Share with that person. Yes, sir. Walk in the spirit. The Bible says, "They that cover their sins shall not prosper." So if you commit a sin. If you commit a sin and you cover it, you ain't gonna prosper it. But if you share it with me and I cover you in the spirit, I'm you're not covering your sin. I, I hope you understand that that what I just said. You didn't cover your sin. I I'm I'm praying for you coming, you share it with me, so I take it before the Lord and and I, I agree in with you in the spirit. We agree in together. Okay, for whatever it is, whatever habits you're dealing with, whatever you're going through. There's some things you could just you just need to be man and woman enough to shake it and say, Get away, get off me. You know, leave me alone. But you just you just don't want to. You just want to do what you want to do. Men and women want to do what they want to do, so they end up the way they end up. So when you leave God, when you walk away from God, there would be trouble. And there's trouble here for this family. 
Elimelech died, okay? And after he died, um, now just Naomi is left with a million and chillion, two sickly guys, two sickly guys. Look at verse 4. And we're going to stop to verse 5 tonight. We're not going to go much further, 4 and 5. It says, and they took them wives. This is million and chillion. And they took them wives of women of Moab. The name of one was Gopher, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. Okay? Now, the very minute that they did that, they broke the Mosaic law. They weren't supposed to marry mm-hmm. to Outside. Uh, yeah, outside. So they broke the law of God. When you, when, when you know that you, the teaching that you're receiving, and you're going to go and mix with something else and say that's the right teaching, and you come back and try to bring it into your house, you're going to cause mm. confusion. You're going to cause confusion. And I'm mm. telling you that because um, there's you cannot serve two masters <laughs> at the same time, okay? And there's no way you can be under two leaders leadership at the same time. There's, there's no two leaders in one church. I know we all are equal in the sight of God, but God had set it up that there is a leader and and there are others under that umbrella. Even though that leader is there, that leader is not God. It's not he does not lord over God's people. He should not lord over God's people, but he should have them at his interest. He should look out for the welfare, look out for their spiritual growth, look out and, and prevent um, foreigners from coming in. And um, here these guys, they're married into, into heathens. They're married into foreign, into pagans, pagan gods. Okay? Um, so, so the fellowship, Okay, has now been broken. The fellas, well, I shouldn't say broken. It, it's now um, mixed. You have mixed fellowship. It's like taking um, a well-mixed Kool-Aid. My wife and I, we went someplace the other day, and um, she got some iced tea. She got some sweet tea, and it was so sweet. She said it tastes like sugar, and she actually put ice in it and water in it and ice and ice and ice. And it still tastes like sugar. It's like it's like um, changing with the original um, creation of it. Making Kool-Aid and putting a lot of water in it is our flavor. That's what we do with our Christian walk when we mix it with other things. We broke the we broke the fellowship we have with God. Okay, uh, by going into a far country, by joining into other things, by involving ourselves in all of these things that is going on. The meteor. Um, um, the um, um, all of these different media outlets, Facebook, um, um, y'all know them. I don't, I don't even know some of y'all. Y'all know them. all those stuff. Y'all, they're beyond, you're beyond them. And our kids and stuff. I, I remember when we were when we went to someplace. The first thing we get, the kids ask us, um, um, is there Wi-Fi here? The first thing they want to know, Wi-Fi. If someone come to my house. Um, the, and you first thing you ask them the Wi-Fi, there's a problem. You, you you didn't come to see us. You come because you want to go on the internet. You want to, uh, and if there's no Wi-Fi, oh my God, I can't go there. I gotta find me a hotel. I gotta find a motel, a hotel that has Wi-Fi. All of these are things that 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 infiltrate our relationship with God. And I'm just 
using those little things as examples. We 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 infest ourselves with so many foreign things, in foreign land, things that's going on out there. Uh, mothers are uh, 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 um, putting themselves out on the limb for sons that want all these expensive shoes and tennis and stuff because it's now happening. It's the norm. Everyone has it, so they want their sons to have it too. The daughters have to have this special this and special that. that. Um, and then if it's not happening, there's aggravation. They're frustrated. Um, and once the kids get frustrated, then the mother frustrates the husband. The husband gets frustrated, and then confusion. You see how easy it is? Okay, and where did it start from? The things of the world, the things of the world. Love not the world, not the things of the world, but for all that in the world, and you know the finishing. It just it deals with your eyes, it deals with the pride, it deals with your life, it deals with lust and all that stuff. Okay, you don't need that in your life. You don't need that in your life. Um, someone said, well, it's good to have these things. Okay, well. I'm not saying it's not good to have those things, but if they become God in your life, then you don't need to have them, okay? If you cannot control a tele, simple telephone, um, if you have every second you have to be on it, um, you got to see what's going on in Facebook. you got to see, you got to be texting. Got, God, what's happening? If you cannot, you know, you can use it for ministry, that's fine, okay? But if you cannot control it, you don't need it. You really don't need it. Amen. Amen. So, um, so the next step we see here now that um, they get married, and after they get married, um, 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 something else happened. Um, they broke the law, and after they broke the law, um, Million and Chilion die. And next week we mm-hmm. go on Wednesday, we're gonna we're gonna pick up from there to find out who died first and what the meaning of that in our walk. Sometimes. God will take away your pain, and it could be forever, and sometimes it's for a short period of time. Um, when, and I'm just going to give you a heads up of this. Um, Million and Chilion had to die for Ruth and Naomi um, to go back to Bethlehem. If that didn't happen, they may have stayed there working forever, and they never would have met Boaz. And if they had never met Boaz, Ruth would have never married the Boaz. And then we would know, Ruth is the great-grandmother, um, the great-grandmother of Jesus, okay, descending, the great-grandmother descending of Jesus' Ruth. And if that if that didn't happen, then we probably would not have been in the land today. And I, I stepped way ahead. I supposed to go. I just meant to throw that out to you, yeah. But keep in mind, like I had said, keep in mind, when you walk away from God, there's going to be trouble. There is going to be trouble. If there's a problem in your ministry, in your family, um, um, don't walk away without consulting God. Sit and talk and reason. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of this counsel. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, does he meditate day and night? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringeth forth his leaves in his season. Listen to me, my brother and sister. Whatever he do or whatever he do will prosper, but always prosper. Oh, my goodness. The ungodly is not.
like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. It's important for you to know, number one, get good counseling. Number two, abide by the counseling, receive it in your heart, um, live by it. Um, don't be hypocritical. If there's problems around you, um, um, find help, seek help. Um, go to your pastor. Go to the your church mother, um, prayer band leader, um, your elders, um, some woman or man of God that is faithful and truthful in the ministry, okay, and seek help if you need help. Don't walk away. Go into a foreign land to get problems to seek and, and end up in problems. You will die before you get back to Bethlehem. Amen. Are there any um, questions or any comments? Amen. I guess not. Um, if not, I just want to say again, thank you for being a part of us in our study tonight. And again, this is my extended external ministry of them. Faith Chapel's in at Apostolic Ministry, and by now you know where we are located. But we are still making appeal to you for um, our um, our fund. We're doing a fund drive. Um, we're trying to raise some funds to finish off our building. We are in need of several items, and um, I would just say a few of them tonight, and probably on 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 Wednesday. Um, the rest. It's just a whole bunch of stuff that we're in need of. Um, presently, we are finishing up our kitchen and dining room. And um, um, we also, in our sanctuary, we are still in need of our pews and chairs. Um, we're in drive for that. I'm trying to raise funds for that. So we're asking you if you can send us or help us out in those areas. It would be highly appreciated of any size. Um, of funds will be good, and if you're making out a check, you can make it out to Zenith. That is Zenith Apostolic Ministry, and the mailing address is 400. That's 400 400 Mercy Street, Midville, Georgia, 30441. Um, we really would appreciate all the help you can help us. And those who have already sent us and have given us help, again, thank you for your responding to us. And we know that um, you have an option on other places that you can sow your 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 finance into. But thank you for supporting us. And we pray uh, many blessings upon you and your family and the ministry that you are in, that you're with. But again, please, if you can help us, we're looking forward for your financial support as, um, as soon as possible. We appreciate that. Okay, if there is no other questions or no other um, respond, um, we're going to bring this session to a close for tonight and um, look forward in um, being with you again on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Um, and tell someone about our Radio um, about our Bible study, please give them the number, the same number that you have. You can give it to anyone, and they can call in the same password and everything. And let's build up our study. I'm freely received. Um, I'm freely give. So you know, give unto others. And for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
amen, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So you receive, you also give. Again, God bless you. And um, if there's no other comments, I want to say have a pleasant night. Look forward in seeing you on Wednesday night. Good night. Good night.